Just gotta find the damn intro. Oh, here it is. Okay, listen up, everybody. Turn up your volumes. Announcement. You are now listening to Oh, That's Garbage Media Production. Champion of the world. It's Happy Hour, your no! favorite podcast. Cheers, ladies and gentlemen. No! Introducing host, your hosts, Snake and Trav. The garbage. All right, brother. How was your weekend? Hey, brother. How was your weekend? Week zero, Travi. We're here. We finally did it. I I can't believe it. Actually, I can't believe it. I'm uh I'm so excited. It seems like just days ago we were talking about week zero, and that's because that, it was just days ago. That's right. That's right. I actually remember last year, I had I had solely committed to not betting on week zero, and then you texted me all your picks, and I completely flipped, and I got in on like 10. I went from zero to 10 in like 12 hours. No. <laughs> Is that real? So it's a real story, yeah. I can't remember if it was last year. It might have been two years ago, and I was I had bet the like Miami game hard. It was like Miami-Florida State. I don't think that was last year. I think that was two years ago. Yeah, yeah, that was... um. Oh, uh, yeah, I can I can remember that game. It was, yeah, uh, someone threw a pick six in that game. Yes. And now the Gators, four and a half to bleed out, up by four, and Franks is thinking about throwing on first down, and it's a pick. A disastrous play. Romeo Finley gets the football. Uh, we were out to dinner, and I, like, I didn't know these plans were coming, so I had put, like, a good amount, like, a good four units on the game or something. And then I just couldn't watch it. Like I was just checking the score at dinner. Like, Oh, Actually, I, and I know I lost and it was definitely two or three years ago. Cause that was, that was our infamous game. That was the Hawaii, Arizona weekend. Late in the night, everybody at the table is all in. Take. They're going to take Step their shot here. Five seconds. He Tate can go. He can go. Road. He Tate. can do this. He's going to have to So that was either two years ago or three years ago. Good call. So I was sitting on the couch in, I want to say I was sitting on the couch in uh, Pittsburgh for that. So that was 2019. It's three years three ago. Three years ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The the game. Yeah. The game. And we stayed up till, I mean, that game probably wrapped at 2 a.m. And we just took that on. We just took the heartbreaker. Just kept doubling down. Those were the Bovada days. I'm so happy that you still have the Bovada account going. I guess we'll get to that here soon. Yeah. You know what's, uh, I'm not ashamed to admit this. So I still have to run Bovada. I'm in a legal gambling state. Bovada is like, we'll take your credit card if you want to give it to us. But I haven't went down that road yet. So I always like, I'll buy crypto 
exchange a crypto, put it into Bovada. Turns out it takes like 10 days to, I don't know, process whatever they have to do to that crypto. I can't transfer it. So after like exhausting my futures, I pretty much have no money to lay my week zero bets. Thankfully, I'm playing golf in Jersey on Thursday. So I need to fire like all my bets when we get up there. So all the bets we're about to talk about, I have to lay them on Thursday in like the six hour window. I'm in New Jersey legally. I absolutely love that. There's no rush like that. Yeah, I remember I was trapped up in U- uh, Connecticut one weekend. Didn't think I was going to be able to get any action at all. And uh, thank goodness we went down to visit grandma in New Jersey. And that gave me about an hour and a half window where I could get all my bets in. <laughs> Just firing bets between conversations. Yeah. Just barely across the border too into New Jersey. Thank goodness. That's <laughs> uh, it's incredible. So without further ado, let's get into week zero. Uh, I ended up with six plays and I had trouble working today thinking about one of my, I'm probably going to take one off the board because I just, I tried to talk myself into it. It's, I don't think I can get there. So what, what are you looking at? Uh, geez, one, two, three, four, five, six, just, uh, I guess that's an ode to the, uh, six rack, uh, but that was unintentional as well. Now, you have to keep that tradition alive. Yeah, first I and guess. Foremost. Well, maybe that's just maybe that was just destiny right there. Just a just a little reminder. Yeah, honestly. So I think the way to do this is um, obviously week zero. We only have I think there's ten games, ten FBS games or something. Maybe eleven. Yep. Yeah, I'm thinking we should almost just run through them real quick, see if either of us has action. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, so essentially, ordinarily, obviously, we're never going to go through all the games. We're going to go through the big games, and then if you have action, I think we just trade. Like, you say a player, I say a player. For this particular week, we could almost speak to all these games. I'll tell you right now, I don't have action on, I guess, literally half of them. And uh, obviously you don't either, but I mean, uh, we could literally just run through them down the time slots because there's only 11 of them or whatever. So yeah, let's do it. So we should just start with Austin P and Western Kentucky at 12 PM Eastern, which I do not have action on. You don't have a play. Do you? I do not. I don't have a, um, I couldn't get a line on this. I also think That's, I'll be too. I think I'll be too wrapped up in Northwestern and uh, Nebraska too. Uh, just curious to see what'll happen there. So, and Northwestern Nebraska will be basically same time slot twelve thirty. Austin P and Western Kentucky's at twelve. You probably can't get a line on it because Western Kentucky's probably favored that much, right? I guess I don't know the answer to that. Uh, it has. It would have to be. Yeah. The ESPN, like, FPI, 95% chance of winning. If you can find a line on that game, I just can't imagine taking Austin P with the points. Uh, Western Kentucky had that, like, stud quarterback, whatever, who's obviously gone. That guy get drafted? Had to have. 
Yeah, fourth round by the Patriots. Okay. But like you said, you probably, even ESPN's not showing a line on that game. And if it exists, I'm guessing it's on the order of 30, 40 points. So as a general rule of thumb, I never take a spread like that because it's not, it's not like it's a matter of can that team win by that much is like, do are they willing to win by that much? I think you're kind of crazy if you take like a 30 point spread. Yeah. A big part of it is too. Like you said, it is the first game of the season. This is obviously a tune up game. How much, how much does the coach actually try to win by? I caught myself in that last year with Tennessee playing some crummy squad where they really took it easy out of the gates to the point where I was like, wow, I, these guys, I thought these guys would be able to score some points with Josh Heupel and they, maybe they're just not going to be able to do it. And then it was, you know, seemed like a few weeks in they were scoring 50 points a game. So, yeah. Yeah. So, We'll move to the 12:30 slot. Nebraska technically at Northwestern, but obviously this game is in Dublin, uh, Aviva Stadium. So I think they've played in a couple of different stadiums over there. It's not always this one. So I tried my hardest to find trends on this game being played in Ireland at the beginning of the season. Like going back to uh, Penn State UCF, there was a game between I think it was Georgia Tech and oh, I can't remember who they played, but I was shocked to see this game has only been played three or four times in like the modern era, like the two thousands. So I could not find like even going back to those games, I could not find a spread. I could not find total trends. I have no idea. I can kick us off and just say my gut would tell me that because they're traveling to Ireland and playing a football game, I would think that would result in like a closer... I don't know that one team would blow out the other because it would somewhat level the playing field. That being said, the one pick I'm struggling with hardest is I want to take Northwestern plus 13 and I'm having a hard time talking myself into it. And I'm guessing you might have taken Nebraska to lay the points. So I kept looking at everything. I kept coming back to one thing specifically, and I think that's that they are not, uh, Northwestern is not going to score many points. When When I was looking at this game, I just kept coming back to one thing, and to me that's how poor... Northwestern's offense is going to be. I feel like the one thing I can say for certain when I look at the spread and the total, I think Nebraska, just a little bit, I guess I'm a little bit up in the air with them, how well they're going to play offensively. One thing I can say for sure, though, is Northwestern's offense was pathetic last year. Yeah. So uh, I tried scored. to pull, I tried to pull these trends up and, the first thing that comes to mind, so I'm using this action app and the first thing that comes to mind is I don't know how correct this is because how many FBS teams are there as far as you know, 130 some, correct? 
Yeah, yeah, roughly. So, so they're ranking Northwestern's defense like red zone efficiency, 222nd. Uh, first downs, 227th. Rush, the rushing yards given up, 259th. And then I go to their offense. It's also abysmal. First downs, 121st. Passing yards, 161st. Rushing yards, 223rd. So I don't know if they're including... Obviously, they must be including FCS schools in these rankings. But Northwestern must be literally that bad on both sides of the ball. And that's why I'm having a hard time taking them, even with all those points. And that being being said... The trends point to you should take Northwestern in this game. So the history between these two teams in the Big Ten, eight of the 11 matchups they've had have been decided by eight points or less. Like this game is typically close. I want to say Northwestern's won five of these things and Nebraska's won six. But based on what you said last year, I mean, it was a just a complete blowout. So and that was that was some sort of anomaly last year. I'd say you could almost throw that one out. Yeah. Cuz that game was that line was close from what I remember. It might have been 3 points. Right. And because of that result they're giving Northwest and because of how nor- bad Northwestern was last year they're giving them 13 points. Even now I still haven't decided if I want to do it or not. But ultimately, I'm going to take the over because that Northwestern defense I know is so bad that I could see Nebraska trying to run this thing up. This is football atmosphere. So is there's basically this the forecast calls for cloudy weather. It's a 530 local kickoff. There's a low of 55 degrees. Like, this just screams, welcome back to football. I could see, like, Scott Frost and the boys, you know, getting up 21, 28 points at some point in this game and just not letting off the gas pedal. They had a rough last year. They want to make things look good. I could see a scenario where that happens. I'm tempted. I don't, yeah, I can see that. I don't, yeah, I don't hate that uh, thought. I don't like their quarterback who we talked about who we talked about last week. Like it it literally seems like they downgraded at that at that spot. Yeah, I would agree. But I don't know. There's like this Scott Frost variable and that's another thing I needed to give you. Did you see the Scott Frost quote? I brought it up last week. I never told you what the quote was. Oh no. Okay. Scott Frost at a summer camp. This is a direct quote. We've seen 15 to 20 vomits every day from our offensive linemen. So there's that practice. Uh, This is in regard to their new offensive, I guess his new offensive line coach, Donovan Rayola. Quote, he's coaching them hard. And it's not because they're not in shape. He's just working them hard. I think they love it. So 
you tell you know, me whether that's a good or a bad quote to be coming out of summer camp. It's the worst. It's the worst possible thing you could say because now when they fire you for losing your first four games, they have cause. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, he just implicated himself. Yeah. Which is insane. Like in the world of DJ Durkin and like the Maryland thing, like to come out and say 15 to 20 vomits per practice is that's pretty far out there. Correct. That'll be a part of the official statement. You mark my words. If and when he gets fired. If and when. Dude, I'm going to refrain. I really wanted to take Northwestern with the points because I, I do think Nebraska is incredibly overrated every year. I'm just going to stick with the over 50 and a half I have, and I'm just going to go with the uh, 1.1 to win one unit on that game. So what what did you land on there? So... I. I definitely struggled with how many points Nebraska is going to score. I'm with you on that. I, I could see them trying to score late and make up for what happened last year. I kept coming back to this Northwestern offense. These guys scored. Yeah, they suck. 16.6 points a game last year. I thought that was a misprint. I thought that was like maybe like Big Ten play or something. 16.6. They scored 35 against Ohio. Ohio, not Ohio State. Yeah. If you take that game out as the outlier, they scored 14.9 points per game. And then in what's I mean, what's a like a re- remarkable twist, I figured that, you know, they would have fired the offensive coordinator, you know, maybe start fresh. I would have had that working against me, but he's back. <laughs> and then on the other side, Nebraska has this fresh new offensive coordinator who wants to just throw the hell out of the ball. As we mentioned last week, this is the, this is Pitt's old offensive coordinator. Right. Right. So again, if I think honestly, I think if Adrian Martinez is there, I'm, I'm much more scared than I am with, uh, this Casey Thompson. Yeah. I, I think he could play well. I think he's really athletic. So ultimately, just, it, you don't trust Northwestern to score, which is understandable. And for the record, given the spread, given the total, that is what the book thinks they're going to score 16, 17 points. Right. And I'm sorry, I ended up taking, uh, yeah, it's under 19 and a half. Um, I, put, I just put one unit on it, minus 113. On the Northwestern win total. Uh total points yeah yep or sorry northwestern total points so that i mean it's crazy to say that i guess that is the game of saturday like that is the one game you have to watch there's one other big one we'll get to yeah we'll get yeah we'll get to that one all right so idaho state unlv i have 330 eastern i have no analysis on that other than to say I think that was uh, Tate Martell's old school. I want to say he got in the game, like got on the field for one game last year, and that was that was it. So I have Tate, no Tate and Martell. Tate and Martell. I have no action in that game. Yeah, I don't either. I I saw that. I I don't know if there was actually a line. I did see that. I think UNLV had the 
lost to some an FCS team last year, and it was actually like the largest, one of the largest college football upsets of all of all time. Yeah, so I, you can't. I thought that might be a good one to yeah not mess around with. Yeah, well, you can't regularly get a line on that game either because it's similar to the first game in that UNLV should be a thirty plus point favorite. So following that, that brings us to UConn, Utah State at 4 o'clock, which I do have a play in this game. Do you have a play as well? Buddy, if you don't think we're going to end up picking the same games in the same side, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Uh, I don't know that you're going to have this. I ended up taking the under 60 because, first of all, what are we doing with this total? starting with a six between UConn at Utah state. And second of all, I've got two things working for me on UConn that I do not trust. One of which is Taquan Roberson. And the second of which is Jim Mora is coaching the UConn Huskies. Yeah. I think you nailed the, the two big things that we needed to talk about right off the bat there. Just absolutely wild that, UConn looked around for a coach and settled on Jim Mora. They thought that that was the guy. And you know what? I think I actually looked it up too. I was like, well, maybe he has some like New England ties. And like that wasn't the case either. It just made it makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, I would love, I'm going to look up what was Jim Mora doing before this? I think he was working at ESPN. So just analyst. Yeah, so he's from Los Angeles, California. And now he's in whatever that's called. What's it called? Storks or something? (laughs) Storks, Connecticut or something. That's where UConn plays? Yeah, I think so. Um, That would be news to me. Oh, stores. There's no K, stores. Stores, Connecticut. It would have been it would have been way better, way more memorable too. If it was storks, the storks, yeah, yeah. So I'm on the under there. So what? what Jeez, I like that a lot. I don't know how I uh, pass that over. Yeah, and that's solely based on. I mean, my thought process there is the spread in total implies that UConn is supposed to score seventeen ish points. I don't see a world where Jim Mora. Taquan Roberson in their first week after, you know, scrambling together what they did over the last two months are supposed to score 17 points. I, I don't see how that happens. And I think Utah State's pretty legit. I can't yeah, see. I think I, 11 wins. I think 11 wins last year. It beat somebody in the bowl game. I know I didn't pick them. So I'm a little bitter about that still. Yeah. So are you taking a side? I actually did take a spread. Uh, I think the reason, the only the only thing I can fathom, and that when you said sixty points, that made me a little happy, is they must think that Utah State is going to score some points. From what I understand, they have a lot of guys coming back. Um, it is at home. I think I mentioned this last week. UConn lost to Holy Cross, who lost to Merrimack who lost by 23 points to Duquesne. Okay. I, not to mention, uh, 
we talked about Jim Mora. I have a, actually I have a Jim Mora quote for me uh, for you here. You gave me a Scott Frost quote. I got a Jim Mora quote. I'm gonna one up you here. About the, uh, he was talking about the quarterbacks. His quote was. I wish I could stand here and say that this guy jumped out at me or that guy jumped out at me. Unfortunately, I can't say that. <laughs> That's what he said about the quarterbacks. What about his own quarterbacks? Yes. This was like two weeks ago. Like they were like, Jim, have you picked a starter yet? And he said, basically, <laughs> I, I don't think any of them are any good. I went eeny, meeny, miny, mo, And that's who you're going to see out there Saturday. Yeah. That's incredible. So, so I think it's basically, Take one, I don't, has not been named the starter. There is somebody else there. I'm blanking on it right now. Also a transfer. Oh, you know, I don't know why I know this, but I think it's, this is wild. I think it's Connecticut's, oh, sorry, Clemson's it is. old quarterback's brother. It is. And that guy also transferred. I don't think it's him. I, think I don't it's know his how to brother. say his last name. It's got a PH in it, I think. Correct. A couple PHs. Yeah. Like it looks like um, F- Pharaoh or F- F- like. It looks like Famamo. Famamo. Yes. And it's not the guy from Clemson. It's his brother, I want to say. Okay. Okay. That threw me for a loop. See, I thought it was the Clemson guy. I don't. So it looks like it's. It looks like it's maybe Fama Chan, P H O M M A C H A N H. But yeah, you nailed it. That's who it is. Yeah, it's Tyler. So at some point on this podcast, we should figure out where the Clemson guy went. But this guy is, it says he's a redshirt freshman. I think it's Taekwon's job, man. And the the Fama Chan brothers are, are actually from Connecticut, Stratford, Connecticut. So it would make sense okay. why this guy is there. Okay. That does that does make some sense then. Yeah, but that will be interesting to watch the Jim Mora Taekwon experience. Yeah. So this is actually my heavy hitter. I did put two units on nice. uh, Utah State minus twenty seven. Uh they could be up <laughs> uh, I mean I, I don't think twenty eight zero at the half is out of the question. <laughs> Such a hilarious line to go four TDs. Well, that's what I, th- I mean, I thought it was going to be more than that. Yeah. So I would agree with you. I would have, it would not have shocked me if that was larger than four scores as well. So I'll be on the, the under you'll be on the Utah state. I'm going one unit. You're going two there. So, uh, a chance to, uh, gain some ground on me. That brings us to our next game, which I also have action on. Wyoming at Illinois. This is a 4 p.m. Eastern as well. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say I'll probably be watching this game, prioritizing it over the UConn at Utah State. Uh, I have a play on this game. Do you have one as well? I do. All right, you go first. I'm guessing okay, we might be in agreement. Okay. So from what I could understand, I spent too much time on this today looking over this game because I couldn't stop thinking about it. Actually, I remember I recall lying in bed thinking about this game last night uh, because to me, the spread jumped out at me so much that Wyoming was getting points. I looked into it a little bit more. From what I understand, Wyoming's pretty decimated from the portal. I looked at a list of the returning starters 
and their kicker and their punter were listed like in the top 10. That's not a good thing. Illinois surprisingly made a pretty decent jump last year as far as how crummy they were under Lovey Smith. So on defense, it looked like they jumped from basically in the 90s to it goes somewhere in the 30s in total D. Um, the offense was shaky. And but there was quarterback they, stuff going on. So they played correct. what they played Nebraska week zero yeah, last so, year. So Brandon Peters was actually a starter and got hurt in the first game. And he Art, was like the seventh year guy. Yeah. And this, yeah. Art Satowski, Skitowski guy came in and basically just tried to hang on from what I remember. And they did win. They, they won. Yeah. Did he play out the rest of the year? So it looks like the, I was looking at the stats and I think the Peters guy did come back. So, so uh, the Sikowski guy did not come, uh, didn't play the whole year. Um, he might not start this year, actually. Um, no, so I have it. So he's not starting. Yeah. This is the biggest thing you need to know with Illinois is that it's not Art, Art Satowski. He's not going to be out there handing the ball off 75 times. There's some new quarterback, and he's from Syracuse. It's basically Sean Clifford. He's 24 if, years old. If you read the six rack last year, you would be familiar with Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito. Why was Tommy DeVito brought up in the six rack last year at Syracuse? Because, because I couldn't get over the fact that when Syracuse and New Jersey or uh, Syracuse and Rutgers were playing each other, how Syracuse's quarterback was from New Jersey and looked like a classic Jersey. Kid. He is and so Rutgers, Jersey. And He's, Rutgers guy looked like some rugged you know some rugged kid from wherever northern new york yeah they were probably they were probably flipped. some guy from buffalo syracuse yeah uh, rochester yeah and he was starting at Rutgers. it was a complete twist and that was what i based my pick on and i'm sure that pick went well and it actually nailed it Rutgers. yeah <laughs> nailed it Rutgers. yeah so so tommy devito is starting and i think i have that jotted down as basically one of my limiting factors here. I think Illinois should be able to run the ball pretty well. This chase Brown that they have is good. Almost six yards of carry last year, over a thousand yards on basically, I think like whatever that is, 175 carries pretty impressive. Um, Wyoming 98th and rush D last year returning. I don't know, four or five guys on D four guys on D. I mean, that's not good. Uh, I think Illinois should be able to move the ball a decent amount. Um, kind of sounds like you're heading towards Illinois laying the points. I'm laying. I'm. I'm leaning more towards Illinois moving the ball, running some clock. Wyoming not being able to score much at all. I have the under forty four. Correct. I, okay. I think. I think this is a thirty one. Seven. Six. Yes. No, it's okay. probably, they probably won't score 31. 31's outrageous. I would say 24-10. That would be my pick if I had to pick 24-10. Sure. Yeah. So I I initially thought like, oh, we're gonna be on the same side. Then I thought you were gonna take Illinois with those po- uh laying the points. I got we I, are I want to. I want to. No need. Let's 
we're here together on this. It's the under 44. That is the play. I mean, first of all, Illinois is involved. Wyoming's involved. It sounds like an under. It's not an 11 a.m. game. But, like, I mean, those two teams, I saw that both of these offenses rank 100-plus in yards per play. Illinois' defense is obviously at least okay, decent. I mean, we watched them hold Penn State to, like, 10 points last year. We don't get the Art Sitowski guy handing the ball off 75 times. We get this new tool. I don't know if Tool is going to be able to. I don't think they're going to let Tool air it out in his first game. I think it's like you said. I think they're Illinois handing the ball off a lot. Wyoming's having a hard time stopping it. They're giving up five yards per play, and we're just going to see clock run. Oh, and I think we're going to see a lot of drives stalling out from Illinois. Yeah, I I punt from the fifty. Yeah, I, I don't know who their kicker is. I bet he's not good. Yeah, and as one last tidbit. I mean, this doesn't really inform you either way, but my first thought was, why is Wyoming traveling to Illinois to play? Like, that's very random. This must be the first matchup ever. And I confirmed this is the first matchup these teams have ever played. Wyoming, Illinois. So just a weird game. And a weird time slot for Illinois, for the record. Definitely. take, Take the under. It's definitely a weird one. It's definitely one of those ones. I'm glad it's week zero. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't even think about this game. There is something about Brett Bielma that just gets me going, though. Um, I'm excited to see what he's got dialed up. That Dude, that picture of him in the oversized jacket, it's insane. It's like a 6XL. It's, it's one of my favorite pictures ever. He's just wearing a dress. I love that guy. All right, let's keep rolling through these games. Uh, you have no idea how hard I tried to find a line on Duquesne at Florida State. Yeah, I spent I, like an hour today as well. Uh, I, I couldn't c- find it. Correct. I did. Get, did you come up with something? Because I do have a rough. I have a. I got on some like some sort of gambling website that had basically a predicted score. If you want to use that, I as, would love to hear that because yeah. I could not even find anything to tell me other than. N slash A not available. Yeah, I didn't think it existed. It tell me someone thinks Florida State's going to win this game by fifty points, please. No, so it was. I believe it was around thirty eight. It was like thirty eight point three to like three point four. Basically, was the that was the predicted score. Okay, so five TDs. Do you think Florida State wins by five TDs? I mean, I would be very, very obligated to say yes. I know you don't like the big spreads. This is this is just for fun. Yeah, I mean, there's no it, Florida State should score seventy. That's a flex spot. They they should score 60, 70 points. Duquesne should score three or seven. Correct. Yeah. Are you able to take? You're not able to take a line, even if you wanted I to. Don't, no, I don't see one posted. My gut says that I feel like FanDuel is pretty good at posting them. It might not be till Saturday. So if, maybe a a late play. Yeah. So if I get if I get it, I'll I'll text it. I'll text I, it out. I also just can't imagine being like, yeah, 
throw me down for 20 bucks. I want Florida State to win by 60 points or something like like. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be 60. I think that's the thing. I think it's going to be lower than you think. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so that's the 5 p.m. time slot. So we're into the evening games at this point. Charlotte at Florida Atlantic, 7 Eastern. The good news is tickets are as low as $6 for this game if you're looking to attend it. Uh, first question I have for you, do you know who's coaching at Florida Atlantic? Because it's very easy to forget. So I did get this yesterday. I just looked it up yesterday. I couldn't have got it before yesterday at like 7.30 p.m. Okay. But, but yes, Willie Taggart. Yes. The the once heralded Willie Taggart. It's it's so easy to forget. Like I remember hearing it last year and maybe seeing like one game result. And then it occurred to me this year, I was like, I need to look up who the coach is again. And I was like, oh, damn, it's Willie Taggart. I have no action on this game. I have no I play. Did, I did not either. I did not take any uh, action for this one, even though, correct me if I'm wrong, that one is kind of in its own little three-hour slot, right? I figured that's maybe when I'll try and get something done on Saturday. Uh, it's at, maybe so leave the couch just for a little. The seven, I assume you're not tuning into the next couple games because uh, Florida A&M at North Carolina, North Texas at UTEP. I don't have plays on those either. I'm guessing you can't get a spread on the North Carolina game. I do. So I did jump in on UTEP, North Texas. I wanted to jump in myself. I believe that's the only game in the slate with a... It's it's a pick right? It's the only close spread. So, yeah. So that one's... uh, The line I saw, I believe, was on FanDuel was... UTEP was getting a point and a half at home from the five or 10 minutes of research I did. I have the home team in this matchup. Obviously it's two, you know, two Texas teams. I don't know where North Texas is at probably somewhere near Dallas. I have no idea, but regardless, uh, there are somewhat of rivals. I would say, uh, the home team in this matchup six and zero against the spread in the past six matchups. So I took the home team getting a point and a half. Didn't even mess around and take the money line. Give me the point and a half just in case they lose by one. I'll talk about it for the rest of the season. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. So so the home team is getting a point. Point and a half. Which is I just wanted to check on North Texas because I can't remember if it's last year or the year before, but they had this receiver that was just insane. He he caught like two thousand yards worth of passes. I actually forgot about that guy. Uh, that must have been I, two years ago because, yeah, I don't see him as the leading receiver of any of these last year oh, game results. Yeah, was it Jalen Darden? Yeah, Darden, Darden, Darden. Yeah, Jalen Darden. Maybe looks like he's on the Rams. That would make sense. Okay, so he yeah apparently he must have uh, must have got drafted in. Uh, 2021 draft but anyway that led me when looking for him that took me back to North Texas season last year and I would just point out that it was very bizarre so they started off with a win versus uh, Northwestern State pretty lopsided then they proceeded to lose the next six uh, which includes like some real opponents in there SMU UAB 
uh, Liberty, Missouri. And then they rallied back. Is, the, is this Conference USA? Is that what yes. they're in? Yeah, CUSA. Okay. So then <laughs> they rallied back to win the last five. So just a very... This is a rush. Down then up season before losing the bowl game to Miami, Ohio by two scores. I mean, based on that, I mean... So both of these teams suck. They're bad. Uh, UTEP. I feel like actually UTEP was reasonable last year, but I. Yeah, UTEP looks like they lost six times. I, so they're seven and six, including the bowl. Okay. I thought they were better than that. So yeah, they weren't anything special, I guess. So that makes sense why this spread ends up even. And uh, yeah, if I had a lean, I think I'm with you. I did. You're probably crazy not to take the home team getting a getting a point and a half there. Yeah. Got to be some sort of home field advantage. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so that's at 9 p.m. in El Paso. Uh, and then following that, we have Nevada at New Mexico State. 10 p.m. kickoff. This one I do have a play on. Can I guess what you took? Yeah, you can guess. And I have so, a trend that is not going... You're not going to be able to convince me to move off this position. Okay, I'm going to nail this. So this line opened at like 16 and a half points and has since moved by like a field goal. And you are taking the original, which was Nevada to cover nine and a half points. Is it Nevada and... Correct. New Mexico State. So, yes, you're taking Nevada to cover nine and a half points because you're getting a touchdown to work with. Uh, I'm get Okay. So, I even moved this thing because I, I like a good even touchdown extra point number. So, I'm taking Nevada to lay seven points, which is the odds work out to minus 160. Okay. My trend is New Mexico State is 0-7 straight up and 1-6 against the spread in the last seven season openers. Okay, I like that. Did you see how much the line moved? No, I had no idea. You so, had no idea. So you're telling me this line is moving back towards New Mexico State? Yes. New Mexico State is getting less points to work with. What nine and a half or so? Yeah, yeah I think, that would I make think sense. I saw nine and a half. I think I saw it was sixteen and a half when I opened it. It moved to nine and a half. That which, would make sense. And I bought I, it down. I love that. I just I can't even explain how much I love that though. So there's been that much action on that game that the line is moving that much. That is insane. Yeah. So I had no idea I was getting all that free value, but I will take it, and then I'm gonna even buy a little more on top. I'll be putting down 1.6 units to win teaser. one. That's basically a teaser. Um, Free I've, teaser. I'd love to say that I'm so confident about this. Um, I could talk you into it, but that being said, like I'm literally buying the line down, so I, I need it to move to a comfortable seven to even put my hard-earned dollars on this thing, but at that point, I feel good about it. 
So Nevada by a TD for me. So the opening line I'm seeing on action is 12 and a half, but I believe I read it was more than two touchdowns at one point. It's moved that much. That's great. So something must have happened to Nevada. Yeah, one would think. I saw that they have two different starters. Uh, you know, basically there is some sort of competition. So even if one of those guys got hurt, you'd think, you know, if the other guy played, there wouldn't be that big of a drop off. So it's hard to say. Maybe New Mexico State has a transfer lined up. It's very well possible. So you have no action on this game? I don't. Uh, if I had to take someone, I I would I would probably take uh, Nevada to cover if you're going to give me all the extra points to work with. Yeah, uh, I did see that for the football football power index, New Mexico State is dead last out of whatever it is, 132 teams. So pretty impressive. Very nice. Uh, Nevada has obviously lost the. I think his name was Nate, Nate Cox, like the seven foot tall quarterback. There's no way that guy's still there, correct? He's back. You're joking. So, so Carson Strong is gone. Nate Cox is is back, I believe. Nate Cox and someone else are battling it out for the job. I have to check that. Nate Cox at six foot nine, two fifteen. <laughs> nice is listed as the starter over oh wow this is a good one Shane Illingworth from uh Oklahoma State I believe okay I never heard of that guy in my life uh, but that's good to know so I mean if something happens to my guy Nate Cox I have a capable backup to come into this game and uh handle the touchdown spread and that takes us to our very last game. This could get interesting. We have Vanderbilt at Hawaii. This is actually going to be really exciting. Kickoff time is criminal. I swear to you, they moved this thing. It was supposed to be at midnight, and now it's listed at 1030. It was listed at 1159. I agree. What happened? Why is it now listed at 1030? I don't know. It's not like the worst thing in the world, but... It is the worst thing in the actually, world. So actually, you're telling that. me at, I mean, you're on mountain time. So I'm complaining. You should really be upset because I'm thinking to myself at 1.30 a.m., I have nothing cooking on week zero. So, I mean, if that thing was kicking at 11.59, I mean, three and a half hours, you're talking 3.30 in the morning. Now you got an extra hour and a half to work with? It might, it might crunching this wrong. You said eleven fifty nine. It was eleven fifty nine, and now it's ten thirty. Yes. Okay. So, but I like that late slot. So technically, Jake, if you do the math there, it should end at one thirty, one thirty or two. Uh, okay. Yeah, it could end at one thirty. Okay. Yeah, it's not terribly early, man. They didn't move it to eight. No. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so a three hour game. This will be wrapped up at one thirty, and it's going to be. From that tweet you sent me, it's going to be hard to watch. Like, it's going to be a Google a stream situation, right? I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, I don't care if it takes me an hour. I will get the stream, and I will get it to you. Yeah. It's, this, uh, is, this is the most thrilling part of the Hawaii game that no 
you you just wouldn't understand unless you try and stay up and watch a Hawaii game yeah, every it's, Saturday night. There's so many there's so many like layers of the onion to a like a good Hawaii game that and you, you just yeah, you just don't know what you're going to get either. That's what it's hard to explain to like the layperson because you know, we take the over every single time, you know, just I'm on it for two I don't know units. why we do that. Oh, you are? <laughs> okay, yeah. Jeez, I should have known that was coming. So, yeah. So, we take the over pretty much every time. It's exhilarating. I will probably take, yeah. I, will probably take I will probably take the over in this game. I mean, we watched them play San Diego State last year where they scored like, it seemed like 30 points. I mean, it was not total. It was not good. And then, you know, they get in these games where they're playing – San Jose State and the score is like fifty-five to forty. All of a sudden, all the players that suck look amazing. It's it's something special. Yeah, yeah, it really is. You know, I treated this as you're going to push back on this. I treated this as a flex spot for Vanderbilt. So this is how I tried to justify taking the over fifty-five yeah. in this game for a couple of units. Okay, I think if gonna... Vanderbilt gets up. And they're playing the Hawaii JV scrubs. Whoever uh, Timmy Chang has to put on the field at this point in time because 75% of his starting offensive and defensive starters are just gone. They've left the program. He's looking around the depth chart and saying who's left. You're starting week zero against Vanderbilt. I think uh, Vanderbilt could run this sucker up. Uh I think they treat this game like a practice. I think they treat this trip to Hawaii like a vacation. I think they cover the 55. Sounds them. a little bit like an oxymoron, buddy. Are they there for work or play? Both. They kick ass on Saturday, on Saturday, and then it's just a party. All of Saturday night and all of Sunday, and they'll travel back Monday. Uh, I think they run this thing up early and often. I am not concerned with the total at 55. I could see this going 49-14 or something along those lines. Yeah. So I would say the the biggest flaw to your logic so far is the way you're talking about Hawaii essentially having to plug in all these scrubs on their offense and defense is essentially what Vanderbilt does every year. So – I'm not sure why we think, <laughs> besides Vanderbilt playing in the SEC, I'm confused why we think that they, whatever they plug in at left guard is better than some big Samoan dude from Maui that they talk and they come over there and play in left guard. Probably just as good. Yeah, I, th- I've, I mean, I explained this offline, but just FYI, like, Recruiting your team at Vanderbilt and recruiting your team at Hawaii has to be a slightly different process. Like, I hey, completely school, understand that. School A plays in the SEC, and we live in Nashville, Tennessee. This is a pretty cool place to live. I'm not talking like I'm not talking like next five years, like with the addition of NIL and like those types of things. Like Vanderbilt probably will get better. I'm talking one game. No, even today, where, as where Vanderbilt gets on a plane and flies, whatever. They're probably ten hours west. They're probably there now, man. They're probably there on this Tuesday night. 
I was a little bit disappointed. I saw that they got there on Saturday before. So. Oh, hell yeah. I told they you have, they're treating it like a vacation. They this have been, is a vacation. Mm, probably a little bit too much partying. They got there too early. What's his name? Clark Lee. The guy from Notre Dame, the coach. Yeah. He's been he, he, he's been itching to kick someone's ass for his 16 I mean, months. He looks like his name is Clark Lee for sure. Jesus Christ, born in Nashville, Tennessee, positions fullback, education Vanderbilt. I, you don't think this guy's going to turn things around? How did he do last year? It's, it's his opening year. You know, I meant to actually open up the podcast this week with an apology to all the uh, Vanderbilt fans in this podcast. I said they only won once last year. They actually won twice. I forgot they beat Colorado State by a field goal in week two. So, so you just two and ten. He just slandered Vanderbilt's record on this. They beat UConn by two and they beat Colorado State by three. Yeah, and it wasn't their year. I told you they went six 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 and six against the spread. In the in the inaugural year of this dude. The more we talk about this, the better I feel. I think Vanderbilt gets the three wins and I and I think it starts. In week zero against Hawaii, I don't think they have trouble with Hawaii. I, I, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, you're not going to like it. It's probably going to make you vomit. I, I read a stat today about Hawaii in week zero. And out of 12 matchups against the spread, how many do you think of those they've won? Week zero. Hawaii probably starts with some. Against the spread. Opponent. You're the one that wants to talk spread, buddy. I mean, I didn't take a side in this game. Okay. I took my future. I think Vandy's going to win. So how many games are you talking about that 11, they've covered? They're 11, 11. and 1. 11 and 1 against the spread. Okay, so the last... 12 week. week 0 games. 12 week 0 games. Do they always play week 0? Does this date back to like 1970? I didn't look into it. I just read it online, buddy. Yeah, this is... This is like uh, Colt Brennan covered four of those himself or something. This is a different football team. Yeah, so I'm just going to go ahead and say I have heavy action on Hawaii getting seven and a half points here. I saw it has moved to six and a half since I got in on August 14th. (laughs) Uh, I do. Actually, this is my heavy hitter. Two and a half units, Hawaii plus seven and a half. And then I also have sprinkled a little on Hawaii money line because I'm not going to watch him win and, you know, be on the sidelines for that. Uh, and if you, you know, I was actually looking at this too, I was going to tell you. So uh, I mentioned earlier, ESPN does a football power index. Okay. I was looking at teams that were ahead of Vanderbilt in this thing. Kansas, Charlotte, every team in Michigan besides Eastern Michigan. Vandy's ranked 108th. You know who's two spots in front of them? The Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. <laughs> On what is this? ESPN FPI or something? 108th. And you think these guys are going to jump on a plane, fly 10 hours, party all week, and then show up and beat a fiery, passionate Hawaii team? You should Google where Timmy Chang is from. Yeah, I don't care. All right, so again, yeah, just looking at team talent composite, 
on 247. This is not close. So Vanderbilt ranks 59th in the country. Hawaii's 114th. So I think we'll be okay, just strictly based on talent. And I don't think... I really have a hard time giving the upper hand to Timmy Chang in his first year versus uh, Vanderbilt with a full year under their belt already. Do you think Clark Clark Lee, do you think he has a distinct advantage because he's literally playing for his alma mater in the city he was born? I mean, I don't keep, hate that keep fact. In, keep in mind, this is a... This is a loaded question. I realize that you're going to tell me Timmy Chang is a is a Honolulu guy, but I I just don't think I care. I, I'm going to change my pick from most excited for Nebraska, Nebraska, and uh, Northwestern. I've I've completely switched to this game. There's definitely that factor to it where. Clearly, neither of us know what's going to happen, but we're both <laughs> convinced that we know no, you just what's going to happen. You just want to root against my Vanderbilt win total. That's what you want to do. How many are you putting like hard units on this? Or are you just tossing a unit? What are you doing? I have, so I have Y plus seven and a half. I have two and a half units on it. It's a free bet. August 14th, I had a few too many beers. I saw this spread. I got really excited. And. Then I also have I have point seven five units on Hawaii money line to win like a unit and a half or something. That's messed up. Do you know who's throwing passes for Hawaii? Because in every game I've ever watched of Hawaii, that is a critical key component. Is can this man throw for three hundred, four hundred yards? Because if he cannot, Hawaii cannot win the game. He's the guy he he played last year, and he definitely had games, I feel like, where he threw for 300 yards. His name is Braden Shager. Yeah, he played when Cordero was hurt. Cordero would just get murdered. He would just drop back. Like, 15 guys would be coming after him. Eventually, he must have broke his leg or something. You're making me want to double down and take do it Vanderbilt on the spread, which I don't need to do because I have the win total. It's six and a half now. That's appealing. Yeah, if you're telling me I can get a six and a half for like a minus 110, I probably will. I'll probably add it because screw it. I'll add it because I'm going to take Northwestern plus 13 off my board. I will add Vanderbilt uh, minus six and a half. Fine, I'll do it. It's great. That's it's all just I a unit on top of the five officially, I already have on a, them. It's officially on. All right, good. We needed one good war. So I'll go through my picks one more time. I am officially going to take the Nebraska at Northwestern over 50 and a half uh, to win one unit. UConn at Utah State under. 60 to win one unit. Wyoming at Illinois under 44 to win one unit. Nevada minus seven at New Mexico State with some terrible odds, minus 160 to win one unit. And I and uh, 
I'm on the Vanderbilt Hawaii over 55 to win two, and I'm adding Vanderbilt by six and a half over Hawaii. Okay, I have Northwestern under 19 and a half points. I have UTEP plus one and a half versus North Texas. I have Utah State minus 27 versus UConn. Illinois versus Wyoming under 44 points. And then I have Hawaii plus seven and a half as well as Hawaii money line. There was one that you said. I did not do a good job listening while you just recap, but there was one other one I was considering as well. Oh, I think it was under in the Utah State game. UConn. UConn, Utah State. Yeah, yeah. Might get a feel for that. Particularly if there's a quick score in that one, might jump in on the under. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that that is the full slate that wraps week zero. I can't even fathom going into week one at this point. I mean, that's probably an hour podcast right there, and we both had like six plays. So uh, we're just get we're just getting warmed up. That's we're all. T- we're just dragging it out. We're gonna hit an hour exactly. We're just getting warmed up. Week one could be nuts. Uh, and I, we may or may not have a guest picker for week one lined up. Probably, I uh, we, I think we might, we might. And that's, uh, no, that won't be an in-person pod. No, not, po- not possible, but it okay. will cover, it will cover three different time zones, which is kind of cool. That is cool. Okay. Before we go, do we want to establish you give a lock, I give a lock. We both agree to parlay these for like a couple units. What? Oh, what's yeah. your favorite play for this week? Yeah, I feel like I really like the Utah State minus twenty-seven, but that is a lot of points, and you just don't ever know. Now uh, you can take that. I, I'm just telling you right now. Is your lock? Uh, I think Illinois, the, Wyoming. I think so. I think Under I like 44. that more than anything. Yeah, you want Utah State. Laying a bunch of points. What is it? 20... 27. Okay. Utah State minus 27. Wyoming, yeah. Illinois under 44. You know what we should really do is just tease that. Add a couple points. Yeah, I don't hate that. A couple uh, units on it. Even I odds. did try and tease that Illinois, Wyoming. I couldn't do it, uh, but we'll have to work on it. Yeah, let's take a look at that. And if not, then our official play will go in as just parlaying that. Those two. All right, that sounds good. I'll get you an official number on that here. I'll do a little uh, recon. That That is it for me, uh, unless you have anything else to add. We should probably, going forward, we should probably have, you know, maybe stick with the theme, throw a little garbage in here, garbage of the week. Maybe any any miscellaneous thoughts to wrap up the pod, but... I would say I'm unprepared for this week. I don't. I don't have anything in particular that I need to get. I do have. I do have something I actually dialed up. Um, oh, please. I would be. Do you want to run through it? Yeah, if you have something to add for the listeners, yeah. Okay, so this is uh, actually called. Uh, oh, my dog's having a nightmare. Uh, this is called. Uh, uh, this is uh, the Trav trivia segment. Okay, uh, Travia, if you will. 
Oh, this is good. We, yeah. We, we talked about how many transfer quarterbacks there are this year. So I finally just pulled up a list and started going through some of these. And it's unbelievable, actually. So what I'm going to do is quiz you and make you look like an idiot here. Well, I'm going to tell you the what quarterback. Will happen. Yes. I'm going to tell you the quarterback, and you're going to tell me what team the guy is on. There's eight. I think I would be stunned if you get more than three. You will know every single one of this these is, players. You will, you will not know what team they're on. This is active college football? Yes, and I believe they're all starting. Uh, these guys are starting quarterbacks. Okay. Okay, we're going to kick it off here with, uh, I believe it's Dewan Mathis. Ex-Georgia quarterback. quarterback. Okay. I believe he lost the job, what, last year? Or was it two years ago? It was two years ago. I'm already angry because I know where this guy transferred. It was so long ago. Unless you tell me he transferred again. It is a a small school. I want to say he moved way up north. It made no sense. It's like a Mac school. You're not giving me any sort of... Oh, you're no, you're uh, you're doing good right now. Okay, it's not like Kent State, but it's it's not Ohio. It's in that vicinity, and it just made no sense. He might have originally committed to this school and then backed off it. I'm not sure anything about where he's from or anything like that. I will throw out an incorrect guess and say it's in Michigan. I don't even know who to put up there. Is it a Michigan school? No. All right, just give me it. Temple. Oh, that is not where I Mac- thought. I thought it was mid Midwest. I believe Temple's Mac, right? Are they AAC? I honestly don't know. I'd say AAC. I think Temple's AAC. Okay, yeah, sorry. I, 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 I steered you the wrong way there. Um, so he actually started at Temple last year and got hurt in the first game of the year. I did not know that. Okay, um, so he did transfer a couple years ago. Okay. Yep. Next one I have is Jack Plummer. I believe he was at Purdue last year and lost the job to Aiden O'Connell. Do you have an insight on whether he's related to Jake Plummer? Uh, I definitely looked it up before. I'd say Jack Plummer is a out west guy. Does he play in the like Power Five? He does. He plays in the Power Five. Sorry, I bet. I guess I better give you some hints if you have no clue at all. So he does play in the he he plays in the Pac-12. Yes. Is that too is that too much? No. I, you guessed I, he was out west. Yes. He's in the Power Five out west. I was assuming he was a Pac-12 guy. He's starting, so that knocks out a lot of schools. He could be. He could be Arizona. I know he's not like Pac-12 North because there's no options. He's something in like the Pac-12 South division. It's probably a shitty school. I almost forgot about this school. I don't know who else is in the Pac-12. The Buffs? I'll say the Buffs. (laughs) Oh, no. Good guess. Uh, Cal. It's uh, Cal. Looks like he is from Arizona originally. Played at Purdue. Transferred in December to Cal. Looks like he's going to start. Um, okay, next one. Uh, Jalen Daniels. That's a made-up name. It's not. Jalen Daniels? Correct. Not Jaden Daniel? So I think I even referred to Jaden Daniels as Jalen Daniels last week. Is it Jaden Dan? 
There's, I think there's a Jalen Daniels and a Jaden Daniels. I was really hoping to trip you, trip you up there. I actually don't know if Jalen Daniels is a transfer. He's actually at the same team he was on last year. Do you know what team he plays for? No, I don't know who this man is. He's the starting quarterback at Kansas. His name is Jalen Daniels. I was today years old when I learned that. J-A-L-O-N, Jalen Daniels. Okay, yeah, I've never seen this man in my life. Yep. That's what I thought, too. Well, uh, that next- would make sense. He's a freshman. He probably redshirted last year. Oh, I thought he played last year. Maybe he played less than four games or something. Um, next one. Uh, Shevin Cordero, the before-mentioned. Ex-Hawaii great. Yeah, my so hint this is, is why Hawaii will struggle. He's not in the Power Five, but he's from Hawaii, so... Realistically, he, he's, he's close. He's yeah, he would not, not have moved. Far. He would not have moved east of like Nevada, correct? Correct, correct. So he's I'll at. Tell you it's west of Nevada. Yeah, so he's at. Uh, I was going to guess one of the New Mexico schools, but I think that's south of Nevada. That's, yeah, it's like southeast. And my geography might struggle past Nevada, so he's in California. Correct. Uh, he's at like San Jose State. Oh my God! Nice, you got it. All right, there's one. Yeah, there's one. Nice. Um, next one, uh, Garrett Schrader. Garrett Schrader, germs guy. He germs let, guy. He lets him hang. So Garrett Schrader went from Mississippi State to Syracuse. Don't tell me he transferred again. I just said he was a transfer. I didn't say he transferred anywhere else. Okay. I'm asking you where he's at. As far as I know, this man's at Syracuse. I was hoping I'd trip you up with that one. Uh, He's still at Syracuse, correct? Yes. As of last year, I saw him letting the nuts hang a few times. That's right. Okay. Um, I was was actually just super excited to see Garrett Schrader was back. So I threw that I think he shaved off his beard, though, so for whatever that's worth. Uh, Next one. Our... Our guy, purple hair guy, Jaden Delora. Oh, Delora. What? My first question is, why did he leave that school? I have no idea. I'm guessing he lost a job last year, but I don't know. I, I did not watch Washington State last year once they fired my favorite coach. <laughs> uh, my hint would be, without giving it away, he's it's in the West, and he is playing his old school, I believe, this year. Oh, so he's still a Pac-12 guy? Uh, if he's playing his old school. Again, I can't think of anyone in the Pac-12 North that needs a quarterback. And as far as I know, Oregon State didn't replace their quarterback. Uh, I'll go back to Arizona. Nailed it. Wow, I'm impressed. That's three in a row. Okay, wow. Some that's, serious hints, but that was great. That's very lucky. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to get used to that. That guy's playing at Arizona. Yeah. I don't know how that happens. Uh, this one I think is maybe the wildest or one of the wildest. I never would have got this in a million years. So I believe this guy started for Florida at the start of last season. Emery Jones. Yeah. With the dreads. He's a Florida guy. He probably stayed in the South. He probably just downgraded to like a, Lower tier Florida school or something. Is he a power five guy? 
He is. Really? Uh, and he's starting. Like I said, I think this all is going to sound insulting, but I'm going to say like UAB. He's probably better uh, than that. Well, UAB is not power five. Oh, that would make sense. That would be group of five. Yes, but I want to keep him. I want to keep him in Florida and put him at like a not great school. I will tell you that he is not in the geographic southeast. Oh, then I'm gonna have no idea. Did he move to? He must be ACC. No. So he's Pac-12 as well. Yet another. Emory Jones must play for some bottom feeder in the Pac-12. Yes, bottom feeder. Uh, I feel like we talk about this team maybe more than anyone in the Pac-12 because of their coach. That that is shocking to me. This is the first I'm hearing of this. Emory Jones plays for Arizona State. You're going to tell me? Yes. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Arizona was Arizona State was reasonable last year. They went eight and five. I had no idea. No one told me. Okay, so Arizona was the bottom feeder, one and eight. The conference, uh, 1 and 11 overall. Great. Last one. Also the best one. Uh oh. Jarrett Daigie. First and foremost, I'm shocked that this man still has eligibility. I know he played at West Virginia. I'd be curious to know if he transferred before or after JT Daniels transferred to his school. I'm guessing it was after. I can't imagine he landed another job in the Big 12. So, he I feels like a group of group of know. 5 guy. I would say he's maybe conference no, he's Sunbelt. And let me sorry, let me preface this by saying he's technically not anywhere right now. Um I have no idea what just that means. In, because he just entered the transfer portal again. Oh, so he just lost a job. Correct. And he's back in the transfer portal again. So this is where he was as of two weeks ago. Did we talk about this school last week? Is it like Liberty? Yeah, you're close. Um, I would say west of Virginia. Not West Virginia. Not in West Virginia. Oh, I was going to say Marshall. No, not That would be such a good fit to go from West Virginia to Marshall. Correct. West of Virginia would be like Tennessee. Uh, very close. What the hell else is over there? Oh, Kentucky? Is this like a directional Kentucky? Oh, the school that the guy threw for like 7,000 yards, Western Kentucky. Yes, you got it. Jared Daigie was at Western Kentucky until, uh, I believe it was last week. So- Lost the job to the West Florida transfer, which I think is Division Two. I think he was their Division Two player of the year. Uh, Austin Reed transferred to West Florida, beat out Jared Daigie. Jared Daigie's back in the portal. Let's hope he can get another year of eligibility and we can get him at Penn State next year. Please, yeah. So Western Kentucky, that's the first team we talked about at the top. We don't mean for the pod to come full circle. Sometimes it just does it on its own. I love it. And that's the inaugural Travia. And that's the end of the podcast. So we'll talk to you all next week, and we will be back for some week one winners.